Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello. It's Nikki. Here I am. It's the Nikki Laser Podcast. Welcome to Monday morning in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm here with Andrew Collin. Um, Noah hey, is in Arizona. Hey, Andrew. <laughs> How's it going? It's good. Uh, is that a Tom Petty t-shirt? Yeah, TP. Where'd you get that? I've had it. I nice. got it at the concert. Maybe one well, of why, his, why his you last... never wear? I don't like it without an overshirt. What's going on with your hair? What do you mean? There's a little like... It looks like it's just like a little, like you got some gel in it or something. Just I put the top. a little product. Is that new I product? Newish, yeah. It's a it's a uh, cream. Yeah. Have you it's ever done a cr- body? Yeah. Have I ever done a cream? Noah, did you hear this guy? <laughs> Ask me if I've ever put a cream in my hair. I don't know what girls put in their hair. Yeah. Um, do you want to know yeah. what my hair routine is? Bring it yes. on, sister. Noah, you got to share yours too. Men and then I'll share know. mine. I'll share mine out. Well, I, I can tell you what yours is. What? You get out of the shower, you dry your hair, and then you put some product in it, and you just go, you put a little pomade in your hand mm-hmm. or whatever it is, and Cream. you just scrunch it in, and then you wait. But from back to front, like how I wipe. Oh, my God. 
I do everything back to front, from back hair to, to front. Huh? Back to front? It's probably a good idea because the back you get <laughs> rid of most of the excess, excess, you know, and that way you don't have too much product greasing it up if you put it on the front. It's almost like when oh. you use conditioner, you're supposed to start on the ends, then work up because your roots are more. They have more oil anyway. Mm-hmm. I learned that the hard way, like you know, way too late in the game. But um, is that a Tom Petty song? <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I learned that the, the hard, hard way. way. You learn how to do things your own way, and you gotta take something. And I mean, you have a very petty look going, and Tom Petty. Yeah, you look like Petty right now. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm angry about petty things this morning too. Yeah, what? So what's this hair thing? Um, well, my hair thing. I'm I'm so greased up right now. My hair is still going from Saturday night. I think. Yeah. So it was just two days old, which is nothing. But I was already I put too much product in it that night. Okay, so I usually um, I wash my hair every three days, every day if I have to do uh, like if I'm on TV or something or have a live performance. Um, I get in the shower. I use shampoo. I try to use. What's a, your shampoo? Um, usually, I do whatever the fuck they have there because shampoo to me is less at home. Though. I could use at like home. soap at home. Let's I use. Do a um, home. Oh my god! I hate to say it, but her products are amazing. Um, I was making a, I think a, a list on Target.com one day for some. You know, they deliver to you, and I was like, oh, I'll try this honest brand. You know, uh, Jessica Alba's brand. Oh. Uh, the Honest Company, I think it's called, and their shampoo works as a body wash and a um, and a shampoo. So I was like, I love that, which I've already always used shampoo as body wash. It does it's n- it's negligible differences between the two. If you're going to like a hotel, you c- just grab the thing that's clear. It's a shampoo or a body wash. It's the same shit. And I threw that. Um, so I use that. It's like the vanilla orange kind, I think. And okay. then I use that for body wash too. Conditioner. But I just use a li- like I don't use a lot. I don't like it to be like super sudsy on my head, like I'm a woman in a 1950s hair commercial. I just want to get like the oils out, and I think that shampoo strips a lot. So I try not to go too crazy. But sometimes, if I don't do it enough, it will start to build up. Noah, what, what do you feel about shampoo? What's your shampoo regimen? Well, I I just had a reaction because uh, you said that your shampoo is vanilla and orange, and those are two of my least favorite. Like oh. artificial sense. Well, it's not artificial. This shit is natural. Well, I think it's vanilla orange. Just I like wrong. In, in product. I, in, I, yes, I get that. Like you don't want them outside of the food that you consume. Yeah. You've never tried to eat my hair. If a piece of my hair got in your food, you'd probably leave it. I'd probably not. Yeah, I love yeah. vanilla orange. I mean, a creamsicle. I'd eat the shit out of your head. Yeah. I'm gonna give you, got you a old hair. creamsicle head over there. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I love use. Creamsicles. Oh. But I gotta say. The shampoo and the body wash was the thing that I used for her first. And then I was always using my own conditioners that are, I use like expensive conditioners because conditioning is like what I need the most. I'm my white girl overprocessed uh, blonde hair. Mm. It's dry and conditioner has always been, since high school, I've used, I would say, and this is not an exaggeration, 40 times the amount of conditioner that I do shampoo per session i mean conditioner oh. used i used to Usually pile it up like a other way around the size right? of a two hacky sacks in my hand like just Whoa, a giant mound of it and then i for shampoo i would just use a little dollop um you know what you but, just reminded me of huh i remember when i was in high school herbal essence had oh, yeah. like it was the most popular shampoo because they had those mm. controversial commercials of the Where women the having, having orgasms. orgasms i know that was the, my first 
time seeing what an orgasm was. I didn't even know what they were mimicking in those ads. You know? You're too young. But I... I, um, It'd be so funny if that's what would actually happen every morning. Well, I mean, some people jerk off every morning, so that could be... You think anyone's ever come from I a head massage? M- Maybe. I probably masturbated own? more times in a week than shampooed my hair. <laughs> it's some weeks of my life. Have I you ever rubbed one. your... Have you ever conditioned your head so much that it's turned you on yourself? No, no, That's no, what I'm that, saying. Like, Well, I'm just saying that you were saying it'd be weird if every time you did that, you would come. But I would say the only weirdness about that would be like, oh, it's so frequent. You would have to come all the time. But really, I'm probably masturbating more than I am washing my hair. So it wouldn't be as frequent. Do you know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, so then I use, but I use this, but I got the conditioner from this honest company and I got to recommend it to people out there. If you're a girl that likes really good conditioner that helps you just right away, your, your fingers slip through your hair. Like that's how I know a good conditioner is it makes it completely detangled right away. And my hair is so tangled. It takes so much conditioner to get through it. And that's always the mark of a great conditioner for me. And so this, and that kind I use is the lavender kind. So I, um, but now I use way less conditioner, probably uh, probably double the amount of shampoo when it used to literally be 40 times the amount. So I wash, I shampoo my hair, immediate, I leave it on for maybe not even, like I just do it and then immediately wash it out. Like I don't leave it. I probably should leave it. People are going to write to me and be like, this is not the right way to do it. This works for me. Then I do conditioner ton and then I start on the ends and then I do maybe a little bit more and I go all the way up to the top and I just completely soak it and then I kind of twist it like this hmm. into a knot so that it can like, cause I have long hair and if I twist it up enough and it's wet, I can all make it like, it just stays on top of my head like that. And so I do it. So it's almost like a, a mask. So it's like soaking. And then I maybe take some more conditioner and then over, I, I like pat it over it so that every single strand has some conditioner on it. And then I, then that's when I do, okay, I go, okay, so I want this conditioner to the last longest. I don't take long showers as we all know. Yeah. So then I go, now I'll shave my legs. Which, again, will take literally a minute and a half. I don't know what other women are doing. I only cut myself once in a while. Um, but I shave really fast. So a minute no and a half. No cream? Yeah, no, I use uh, conditioner or shampoo. Oh, okay. Same stuff. No no uh, special stuff. But I use Harry's um, razors. I really recommend those. I have those. Like the actually. expensive kind that are like, they're not even expensive. They're 10 bucks, which I know is not cheap, but it's 10 bucks and they come with um, refillable things. They're the ones at Target... They just work the best, girls. Like, if you're shaving your vagina, stop using these, like, little, like, two-blade ones. Like, use a big fucking nice men's razor for your vagina. And I never get razor burn anymore. You can also use tend skin afterwards if you do get razor burn after you shave your vagina. There's stuff you can buy on Amazon. And I think probably get it at Walgreens. And it's in a blue bottle. It's called Ten Skin. And if you put it on a, like a little cotton pad or toilet paper and you like dab it around, it kills the bacteria and it makes it so you do not get those. But you have to do it preemptively. Not bef- Don't wait till after you get the infections. Do it before, right after you shave. So then I rinse out my hair. And if my fingers run through it, then I know it's been a successful conditioning. And then I get out and... I now every towel three dry days, my hair. Every three days you do this? Yes. Okay. Then I t- but if it normally I'll put up my hair in like a scrunchie or I'll put my hair up in a towel and I'll just wash my body so that my hair doesn't get wet. If if it's, you know, every day I shower, basically, maybe just twice a day. But if I don't want to wet my hair, I do that. And then I get out of the shower if my hair's wet and then I um towel dry, I put it up in a towel like a classic lady from the fifties, and then I take it out after it absorbs most of it, and then I brush through it with a detangling brush and 
if I have any snags, I like don't try to just brush through them. I don't understand women who do that. Please stop doing that. If you feel <laughs> snagged, don't just try to push through it. It's going to rip your hair out. I know you go, no, it doesn't. It does. So then you find the knot and then you work it through with either more conditioner and then you wash it out. But you try to get it, that little snag out so that you don't just rip that hair out. And then I brush through it and then I either let it air dry and um, and then uh, curl it later and try to like gussy it up. But usually the best solution is to then, um, oh, and then I put in a cream. Yeah, what's the product? Um, it is O-U-A-I, I think the ter- name is. Oh. And it's like conditioning U-A-I. cream. It's a white bottle. It's like, oi, That is so, uh, what's a ham drip that comes before the before the turkey actual tears? It's, that's a turkey tear, and you'll see why soon. So I use that, and I put a dollop in my hand about a dime size amount, and then I rub it all over my hands, and then I start at the ends, and then I go to the top, eventually the crown, and then um, I blow dry my hair with a just regular paddle. Like I don't – sometimes I'll do a round brush, but right now I'm using a paddle, and I use this really nice hair dryer I got that is, make, gives, is supposed to give a lot of shine to your hair. Forget the name of it, but just look up – you know, hair dryers that give you shine. They really actually do. If you spend the extra money on them, it's like, it's a $200 hair dryer. So, I, you know, it's packs a punch. And then, um, and then once my hair has been blow dried, I can do anything with it later on. Sometimes it's a little bit like too moisturized after a shower and I need it to dry out a little bit before I curl it mm-hmm. because to keep a curl, your hair needs to be a little bit drier and not have as much thickness to it this is boring to anyone who doesn't do hair care but then i can curl oh, my I hair think and we have um, a lot of and i really do want to do a makeup tutorial because every time i go on instagram live and i go oh guys i gotta go because i gotta put on my makeup for a thing people are like do a makeup tutorial and i'm like i would but i just gotta throw it on really fast right now this isn't the time so i'm gonna do that at some point not that i know what i'm doing but i i kind of do i know what works for me and i've been watching a lot of makeup tutorial instagrams that have like these new kind of tips i'm using one of my favorites oh my god i did this weekend and i just (laughs) didn't do it right now because i didn't have time noah it's so good so i don't know why i took off my sunglasses because my eyes are like little little tiny slivers of almonds like you would find in a good salad right now like my eyes are puffy because i just have been like i'll get into it in a second but i've just been like a puffy bitch like not fat not saying that i'm just saying like histamine and like emotional. I've been like very emotional, but not cryy. It's just like, I need to cry. My face constantly looks like it needs to cry. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but it's good. It's all good. It's it's good to feel your feelings, even though you don't let them out ever and you hold them back. So it's probably where the puff is. But this is the best tip that I saw. No, I should send you some of these tips because I always send them to Robin, my makeup Please. girl, to be like, what do you think about this? You'll like this one because you're a big eye makeup girl. So you take tweezers, okay? And you take your mascara wand and you get a bunch of goop on it and you take the tweezers and you tweeze goop between them. So you you tweeze the mascara goop with the tweezers, okay? So you get a bunch of goop that just looks like almost like a paintbrush of goop. And then you, this is for your under eyelashes because when you do your under eyelashes, they collect too much with the wand. They bleed onto your uh, skin and it will just look clumpy or, or bad. So then you lightly do not tweeze like you're tweezing out hair, yeah. but you take the hair gently and you know how to do, you think you're going to tweeze your hair out, but you, you will not. There's not even a part of you that could ever pull out your own eyelashes unless you have trichotillomania, which is a different thing altogether. And then you go through individually and you grasp inside the gloopy between the tweezer. You just 
uh, gently like tug on each of your eyelashes to do like a singular, and it gives it this like awesome like you oh, know that, like, kind twiggy of um, twiggy. I was gonna say twiggy. Yeah, twiggy Goldie Hawn, um, like look underneath your eye, like for your lower lashes that I did this weekend, and I was like, oh my god, I don't even need. Like it was just such a cool look that I love when something makeup wise I discover like a whole new look to my face. And then I just found out last night if you're in over forty and you're doing contour right here where your cheekbone, right below your cheekbone where everyone thinks you're supposed to do contour. Now contour is the dark line that you do. Like if you're doing contouring, you do like a brown line if you're a white girl, or you know lighter skinned or just any skin color really. If you're contouring, you do a darker shade than your color, much darker. In between your cheekbone and your jaw, I guess, like where that dent is. But if you're over 40, that's wrong. You're pulling your face down. You should do the the um, the dark line on your cheekbone, which is totally different than I thought. It's just so interesting because it is all really like painting. Yeah. It's like Bob Ross and there's all these tricks. It's all an illusion. It's optical illusions you're drawing on your face. But you can highlight different places and truly look like so much different with just a little bit of Mardi Gras. It's just, it's so easy to just do these things. And, and by the way, like the things that we think we're doing to make ourselves look younger, in fact, sometimes can be making us look a lot older. Like eyeshadow for me makes me look so old because it closes off my eye. It makes it look smaller or like gives, if I use just, um, if I use concealer on my eye and make my eye like almost a lighter color than my skin tone, and my, it gives me a youthful look because kids don't wear makeup. So if you look like you're not, if you wear less makeup, your face will look younger. It will also look more masculine, but then that's why you do the eyelashes. Eyelashes are the thing that sets apart <laughs> women and men. Mm -hmm. Final answer. I fucking forgot I have bottom eyelashes. Yeah, mine are. I had no idea. Look. I really haven't thought about like. I would love to give your eyes this look because bottom lashes are such. Uh, it's a thing that everyone forgets, really. And eyebrows, Honestly, too. it's like it's weird. It's, Change yeah. everything. I was looking at old eyebrow or old eyebrow pictures. <laughs> I was looking yeah. at old eyebrow pictures. Oh, my God. Can Noah, Noah, can you tell him what you discovered? Please. So uh, on your Instagram story, you posted a close-up photo that you just recently took on tour of you turning mm -hmm. around looking kind of sultry. And then you posted a younger version of yourself. Looking, yeah, looking so almost Same similar, photo, but like just a lot younger. Yeah. And I said, younger Andrew reminds me of Brenna. You look like Brenna's brother. You're, oh. You look like a hot girl. Oh, like you, you have the face of yeah. like a really, like Brenna has one of the prettiest faces that you'll ever see in person. And trust me, like it, she pops on his Instagram, but like in person, she's one of the most striking, beautiful, naturally beautiful people I've ever seen. And you have, <laughs> she sent me the picture last night and I was like, they do look so similar. And this, and this is no insult to Brenna or to you. No, it's, no. it's actually like the most compliment to both of you because you just have a beautiful face. Thank you. And it it's fell so, apart, yeah. And it supports our thesis that it's not even ours. It's like one that I think is biologically proven is that we're attracted to people with our same like face structure and like that kind of look like us. I could see that. And I, Chris, I realize, looks, we both have like big smiles. Big smiles. Yeah, you both have a lot of teeth. Yeah. But Avi Brenna and I has a lot of also. teeth. I have very little. But yeah, but I, I could see that how back in the day, the back in the day. But I realized my eyebrows were very manicured then in that photo. 
And my mom would make me wax my eyebrows. Maybe you should go back to that. It's a good look. Yeah, I don't know. The bottoms, it hurts, man. I, I know it hurts, but you know what? It Every girl knows what you're talking about. And you get, I know this sounds stupid, you get callous to it. Like it oh, doesn't yeah. hurt anymore. Maybe right. I'm wrong. Maybe if you're sensitive once. But talking about sensitivity, I just want to say I am like, I you you got off Zoloft recently, right? Mm -hmm. Like and about two months was ago. Was that a choice or did it just, you miss some doses and you go, oh, I'll just see what this, What do you remember what? Was the impetus? It was. We were in um, Cabo, and I think I was just in a really good space, head wise, brain wise, eyebrow to the wise. point, eyebrow wise, all the wises, mm -hmm. um, Except wise. wisdom wise. Well, we'll never get there, but that has nothing to do with Zoloft. <laughs> oh uh, my god! So I. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about something you did this week. Oh, library. Oh, well, the other library thing? was funny. He said library this weekend, and I go. I just have never known you to not say that word. Right? Oh, it was That's early in the morning. It, it was. Um, so I ended up, uh, yeah, so I just like, I took one and then I was like down to three days. I started Wellbutrin too. So I felt like yeah. I was getting whatever endorphin or whatever feeling of like in, less anxiety from that. Mm -hmm. So I could slowly get off the Zoloft. I know plenty of, I've read, I read a lot about people being able to wean off one for the other yes and then i got off the zoloft i didn't feel too many uh i felt a little zappy a yeah, little bit zaps, off people talk about but i wasn't sad at all like i wasn't feeling and I, those I just, are withdrawal symptoms so you maybe you go oh, i'll wait them out if they persist then we'll think about like, yeah but you you were monitoring your withdrawals symptoms. and then and then with wellbutrin i was like okay well i don't really i'm not really i was getting a little anger Issue. Like I, I felt like very sh uh, on edge a little bit mm. from the well and I was like, okay, let me slowly get off this too while I'm here. I c it's kind of like a rehab, rehab for me down there. And I, you know, the only tough part was looking in the mirror that one day at my body and like that was a great day for me. <laughs> I mean, it was no, no, it was no, one I of know. the best days of my life. So, anyway, so I was able to just get off it there. It felt like I was in. I mean, I was in paradise. Yeah. So and then I came back and. I, it's been it's been good. It's been really good for I've me. I've noticed that you have. There's been an uptick in, and this is just me be, being aware because I'm usually suffering, and I'm trying to look for other people suffering around me to justify my suffering. Let me just be honest with that. But I've noticed that there's been more like, like doing the biting your fingernails than when you were on Wellbutrin. But it's not as bad as it was before you were on that stuff or before Zoloft. It's just it for me. I I look at you biting your fingernails and I go, that's just me like going like. Oh, I'm worried. Like, yeah. it, I, it's okay to bite your fucking fingernails. Before it was a thing where you were sometimes clawing on your hand constantly. Well, there's a time when I claw on my hand and it's when my anxiety is the highest. And yeah. when, when I bite my nails, I know when I do it. It's when I fly, especially after I drink a lot of coffee or and when I do shows. And I've so noticed it, it other the, times too. It's, okay, it's but thing. I'm saying for me, I know that I, I, I get I get but it. I, I know you know, but I do things too where I go, oh, I know I'm doing this because I'm stressed. But I think sometimes we do those things and we don't realize we're doing it. But it's not a bad thing. It's not like we should be able to chew on our fingernails instead of taking a drug so that we don't have to do that. If, the, if we know our fingernails aren't bleeding. Let's talk about this stuff. Like these are all coping mechanisms in the short term because I, I'm only bringing this up because I, uh, recently got off an antidepressant. I'm going to talk about it right when we get back from this, but I really relate to seeing little things like that come up for me where I'm like, mm -hmm. it's okay. Yeah. You know? Uh -huh. Are you doing that on purpose? What? <laughs> we'll be right back. Andrew! Here I come down the road all the time off the street. Don't freaking eat street meat unless you got utensils. It's just good advice.
Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. 
Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is she breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we're back. So as I was saying, um, I I was wondering how you got off it because whenever I get off antidepressants, which I've gotten off yeah, every single antidepressant, thirty five times. Like I've been on so many things. One for each breakup. No, it's never breakups. <laughs> no, I know. Um, but that is interesting that if yeah. they lined up perfectly. <laughs> no, it always. Well, the, what really happened, and I don't want this, uh, please, if you are on stuff right now, please do not get off it. This oh, is yeah. not me this giving is just any for advice. Me. This, is, this is, and this was, this doesn't work out for a lot of people. And it might not work out for me because I want to say the only reason I'm off stuff right now, because I just want to be honest with people, is that I couldn't, I, you know, there's got to be a solution for people with meds that are dealing with anxiety and depression because it is so hard to get meds on time and things like that if you have ADD if you have anxiety like staying up with I'll have two pills left and I'll go I gotta call the doctor and then I don't get around to it and then all of a sudden I'm missing a pill and then I know the side effects are suicidal thoughts and I'm like oh my god fuck and then I call and then I Mm -hmm. have it transferred to the CVS I go to the CVS we're in a strange town they don't have my information I'm just like there's been a long line we have to get to the next gig and I'm like you know what I'm just gonna skip it and see what happens I'm gonna be aware of any possible side effects so I was on this drug Pristique for because I was like you know on I they got me on anxiety meds and then I was still having like really this urge to smoke pot this was back in like a couple years ago and I was still like god you know like this is taking care of this part of my life this one drug but this other part I'm still like dying to smoke weed all the time and my doctor was probably like okay well weed you're reaching for that because of anxiety and like so maybe we give you prestige. So I was on that. And then, yeah, the weed urges went away. I was able to quit. It didn't go away, but I was able to quit on my own. And then, um, and I never really thought it helped with the weed stuff. I thought that I just found a different solution for myself. The reason I quit weed was because it was making me unfunny. And like, I was doing it every day. So that I shared my own path with that in multiple episodes. But anyway, so I just kept taking prestige because I was scared to get off it because the one of the side effects was like, possible suicide <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's which is so ironic like you talk about so oft is like it's helps depression but then you can't come and it's like well now i'm depressed because i can't come it's like yeah. what's what is this doing to us so and you can only kill yourself once i know yeah and you can only come once <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> the same day so i was like and i don't want to kill myself i don't want anything to like do but i also know that 
people, no one wants to kill themselves, you know? Like, it's not something that, if even if you do want to kill yourself, it's not... You, it's not your ideal thing. There's probably. something. There's a disease happening in your head. Yeah. Like a disease is trying to kill you, not you. You know, then and it's it's out of your control. Um, so I just didn't want to catch whatever disease that would be from a withdrawal side effect. So I was monitoring it and I was making sure I was like, I'm not having suicidal thoughts. I'm very aware of that when those come up. And so I lapsed in my like I was off it for a week and I was like, okay. I looked up like the half life of the stuff. Like things withdrawal symptoms should be taking place, and I've never experienced withdrawal symptoms like I just I read about when I I used to be on 200 milligrams of Zoloft, the ultimate dose, and I went off cold turkey because I was just oh I feel good, I don't need it anymore. I didn't feel the brain zaps, I didn't feel the suicidal thoughts, I didn't it I didn't feel anything you any different. You didn't wean at all. It was just boom boom. No, and I have weaned in the past when I was more responsible, but there are times where I've just cold turkey it and I have just gotten lucky. I have whatever chemistry is in my body for those types of things. I do not experience withdrawal symptoms from those meds or I haven't yet, but I was like, Pristique is something I haven't been on. So I don't want to met Zoloft. I know that I've never experienced withdrawals. Mm-hmm. I've gone off in a million times, but so, but do not do that. It's very dangerous. You guys, I think I'm just like lucky in that way. Like but my physiology is different and then you know so d- please don't do that i'm not saying you will have i've never heard of someone not having it but i have not so with Fristique, i was worried about it and i just was paying attention to it but what i've discovered is no withdrawal symptoms but all of a sudden so many feelings all the time i feel like i'm constantly pmsing which doesn't make sense because i just had my period and i was able to like write the feelings off when they first came in as pms because i was like about to start my period that makes sense but the feel, it's so interesting because I just don't know how to feel my, I don't know how to cry. I don't, I truly don't know how to cry. I don't, I, I know how there are some things that get me to do it. Like when my friends give me permission or I'm able to like talk about something enough that it like starts bringing it up. I was able to cry last night. I was texting with my sister about just some stuff I felt like stupid about. And she like, so sweet. She just like asked one question. I was like, blah, 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 blah. And like spilled. She, I was like, I really want to talk to you about this thing that's going on in my life. And she was like, yeah, we'll get coffee later this week because it was late. And I was like, I don't have time to get into it. And then all of a sudden I just keep texting and I'm getting into it. And then I start crying and it felt good, but it was just like not enough. Anyway, I'm just feeling so, so much and it's okay. And it's like, it almost feels good. Like I, I think that but I am compelled to smoke weed again. And like, I want to, cause I want a way out of these feelings. That's like always what everything is. That's what thinking is. That's what our, I was just doing a meditation today where he was like, it was such a good Sam Harris that I put on, which I'm obviously starting to meditate again because when things start coming up like this and I don't have these drugs pushing down the feelings, I got to find other ways. So now I'm journaling, I'm getting back into meditation. Like I'm finding other ways so I don't have to go back on a drug, but I was listening to this meditation and he was just like, you know, it's about focusing on the thought. Okay, notice when a thought comes up. Okay, conjure a thought that's stressing you out, something that's stressing you out. So I was, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, he's letting me think during this meditation. Perfect. So I conjure up the fact that I had an audition that I was supposed to turn in today at 11 a.m. my time. Didn't even read the script. Like not even, didn't even do it. And then I was like, just, he goes, now notice the feelings that come up when you think about this thing that is bothering you, that's, you fail, whatever. Wait, you didn't do it at all? No. Okay. No. But I asked for an extension. But this meditation happened after I, before I got back that I could have an extension. And it really was prompt about like, you need it in by 9 a.m. PST. Like, and I was like, okay, so I didn't get it. So whatever. So I was thinking about it and he was like, notice physiologically, like through your body, where 
that feeling is like what's what's changed so i went from a status like a state of just paying attention to my breath and then all of a sudden i think about this audition and i noticed like just this like kind of little bit of ache in my chest and like my leg a little bit of my leg and i was just and i was just focusing on this like cloud of like kind of tingling of like just like anxiety and i was like okay that's where it is, which I don't usually am able to feel that. I used to go to a somatic therapist and she used to be like, no, where is this feeling? And I would be like, my head? I don't know. I'm not connected. But for some reason, I felt it this morning and it was interesting because he was like, so what the, at the end of the, the thing, he was like, what this was, he kind of broke down what we just did. What this was, was you paying attention to when things, when emotions come up, paying attention to what those thoughts do to you physiologically, what they do to your heart, what they do to your stomach, what they do to your body, and note, just notice and let it happen. Because what we do when we have a, normally when we have a feeling come up, we turn off those, we don't feel it. We are tr- do anything to not feel it. So we think about something, we put on a song, we, we distract ourselves with our phone, and we keep that feeling from just going through us like a wave, like just letting the wave pass over you. And what you find and what he said in today's meditation is that the half-life of these feelings that you are pushing away constantly is so much shorter than you think if you just let it run through you and you let that feeling go because all it is all thoughts are are really distractions from feeling things so if you're able to take something that's causing you a lot of anxiety and just look at it as almost this thing that like like a bunch of like a um God, I don't know how to like a wave like you're in the ocean and your thoughts and your worries are waves and if you let them pass over you and you suffer the brunt it's going to feel uncomfortable for like a bit but if you let if you just hold on and you pay attention to how mm-hmm. that manifests you can notice that it's just it's a thing it's not you it's not this permanent s- thing that you are now like Nikki you're a failed person because you didn't get the thing turned in time you're a bad actress you're you're not going to have success all these things it's just it's just a moment and in a year will I even think about this audition no if I get the movie will it have happened because I I asked for an extension or because I didn't like it most of the stuff that I think back on that causes me so much pain about myself are just these fleeting moments that I'll never remember my friend recently just shared a story that she someone thought she was pregnant and she's not and she was so embarrassed and so sad because she's trying to lose weight and someone thought she was pregnant and I was thinking about that and I was like, oh my God. I told her, and I'm serious about this. If someone thought I was pregnant, I would be so fucking excited. <laughs> because for me as a 30, about to be 38 in a week, if someone thought I looked like I could A, be a mom, was someone who was maybe trying for kids equals I have my life together enough. Like I associate being a mother with things that I didn't back when I was even two years ago. Whereas like you look healthy you look like you could carry a baby. You look happy. You look like you maybe have someone in your life that's going to help you raise this with you. You look like content. Like I would associate that with so many things that aren't fat. Whereas my friend who is not wanting to look like she is having a baby took it as only as negatives. So that also helped me. There was this great Sam Harris thing that I came upon yesterday and I just want to share it really quickly. And this one really is a hack for being in a bad mood for like getting out of a bad mood instantly. And I shared it on our thread today, Noah, that you have probably 60,000 missed messages from, from all the girls that went to Cabo on that girl's trip because everyone is suffering on that Cabo strain 
trip like in oh. different ways. And it's so great because they're everyone's suffering. One of us is one of the girls is married to a brilliant man who loves her so much and they just had a baby and their lives are so happy and she's a beautiful model and like has everything that we would ever have a house in the Hamptons, a house in New York, um, a supportive husband who loves her and she is finding ways that her life is like unmanageable and miserable. Mm -hmm. And then there's another friend who's like has a waitressing job. She fucking hates, has no time for herself, is getting woken up every morning at 730 by a construction literally a foot outside her window. And these two, it's nice because you think like, oh, girl whose life seems perfect, shut the fuck up, look at my life. But instead, what you find is that even if you had all the things that you think that if you had what that person had, you would be appreciative of, if you... If you don't change your mindset, you're gonna find things to be pissed about. We're all equal in that way. Like you're, it's not about getting that TV show. It's not about getting that job. It's not about getting the boyfriend. It's not about having the baby. It's not about losing the weight. Like unless you're, unless you fix your perspective, there's always gonna be something to fuck you up. So what this, um, this thing that he said, it's different than the meditation I did. I'm really getting back into Sam. I'll just Yay. paraphrase it. So he says. When you're driving, let's say you're stuck in traffic and you're late for something. And you're like, motherfuck, I'm going to be late this fucking thing. Stop for a second. And it's a practice of gratitude, but it's a different way of looking at gratitude. Think about how right now a thing that could be happening in your life that would completely ruin your life that is th something that could happen didn't happen. Like, let's say you're stuck in traffic, you're late for this fucking thing and you're like, God fucking damn it. Think about the fact that you haven't been diagnosed with terminal cancer today, which someone in your position with your same kind of happiness in life has been, mm -hmm. and they're spending the next two months of their lives getting their affairs in order to die. You haven't been today. So think about that person that would consider their biggest prayers answered to be in your position stuck in traffic. Think about the things, not, not don't think about the starving kids in Africa, unless that is something that could be you, which it could be, but let's go beyond that like something that could actually happen to mm -hmm. you in your life right now that day hasn't happened the worst thing that could happen that could happen that hasn't happened to you and just be grateful for that and just think about wow if i was that person how much would i give if i learn tomorrow i'm dying of cancer and i have a, a month to live how much would i give for that day where i was in traffic and just my biggest worry in life was being late for something i like that because i think a lot of times we do here, well, you could be living in Afghanistan under war. Like, it's always something so far-fetched that you yes. can't put yourself yes. in those shoes. So it's interesting to think about, like, something very terrible, but that's and very possible. And we've all possible. had that happen before yeah. where you learn something terrible and you go, God, yesterday I didn't even know that happened. Why can't I wish I could go back to my naivete of yesterday. Mm -hmm. You are currently, whatever you're living, even if it is horrible, you are living in some version of a world that is better than one that could be happening to you right now. And so live in that moment of like, tomorrow everything could change. You would long for today when your biggest worry was that your Uber Eats order got stolen or whatever, which doesn't happen with Uber Eats and they will reimburse you, I want to say. But like, you know, there have been times where I'm like, this is the worst. And I'm like, God, the something could happen. Though, Nikki, like with the first part of what you were saying about learning how to feel your feelings and um, yes. what happens that to you physiologically. No, I don't think it's denying it. I think that some people just really have no idea what it is, what an emotion is and, and yeah. that they're feeling it in that present moment. So going yes. back, I think it's important not to lose sight of learning what happens to your body 
physiologically so that you can connect it with your emotion to know, hey, oh my God. right now I'm anxious or right now I'm upset about something or I feel yes. anger because I, it's, it's in my chest and my leg instead of in my back. You know? Yes. Noticing, like this weekend, I was such a dick to Andrew about this thing that we're not going to get into, but I was just, I was in a fucking mood and he said something that set me off and made me insecure about something and I lashed out at him in the moment when you, you know when you've been a bitch before or a dick, whoever I'm talking to, you know I'm out of line here and I'm going to owe an apology and you just can't bring yourself in that moment to be in that, or maybe you don't know. I'm I'm an, I'm mindful enough that I know in the moment I'm going to owe Andrew an apology for this and I'm, I can't do it now. I am too weak. I don't have the backbone right now. My backbone is covered in anxiety and it's weakened and I don't have it right now to actually do this. Like it's almost like when sometimes you do a workout and you're like, I do this workout every day. Why can't I do it today? And it's like, well, I just don't have it in me tomorrow. I'll do this workout. Like I know I can do it tomorrow. I cannot do this today. And I wasn't able to apologize for it till the next day, almost like well after it had happened. But because I was in a weakened state, like my, emo and it's not an excuse. I'm just saying like, if you get mad about something or if you become an ugly version of yourself, I do feel that as long as you're able to account for it at some point and hopefully sooner than later and always be working towards making that time between offending and apologizing shorter and shorter, closing that gap. If you're trying in your life to, to do that, you're doing the best you can and that you're not, I, you're not a bad person. We all have moments where like we're late for something and then our, where our skin is itching because this, these pants are too tight and like so many different things are making you uncomfortable that one little thing will, you'll be like, ah! and it, you like, you can't even in that moment, you can't even realize it. it's about being late. It's about being in traffic. It's about being scared. Do you think it's important though to try to get ahead of that reaction and to yes. be able to like respond instead? Like if Andrew had said something that you know, you don't like to respond to it as opposed to react and then have to apologize. Cause I yeah, think that it would have been Sam so much doing, better for we'll me get to, you say, to recognize what happens. Hey, I'm starting to feel it in my body. Soon it's going to get to my head and then I'm going to blow up. Yeah. And that takes so much more work on. That's why I'm saying yeah. like, I'm trying to get to the so point where it doesn't. Ha yeah, you're right. I'm trying to, I say minimize the gap between it happening and then apologizing. I'm trying to minimize so that I get ahead of before it even happens where I know I see it. I see the, um, the Richter scale starting to go and I'm like, Oh my God, we have yes. an earthquake coming. Hi, go, Andrew, go hide under a table. <laughs> She's about um, to blow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, I, it was just, it, sometimes we just, I feel like the arguments, you know, I don't, I, even if someone wants to apologize, I don't want them to feel that, that like burden or guilt. Like I want, even if I'm the one getting, whatever like i just like i understand being on the other end of it and that i don't want that person to fucking be like i'm so, i don't know whether to it's like just talk to me like we yeah. can get through it like well i feel like no nah, i'm not whatever you, you met yeah. me with a little bit of like don't feel bad and it's like and i didn't want to i hate when people when you apologize and you go don't feel bad and they go oh i don't and you're like well that's not what i want like yeah curse <laughs> i know curse is listening you used to do that in high school and i used to get so angry i'd be like i'm really sorry sorry i did this or like Kirsten would apologize for something and i go like it's okay and she goes well 
I know it's okay, but and I'd be like, well, that's not. Yeah, it. that takes There's, away from it. But for sure, I wanted to let you know, like I forgive myself, but I still think that what I did was out of line, and I'm doing my best to not mm-hmm. do that again because I'm. I understand that it hurt you as, and it hurt me to hurt you, but it's not something I'm going to live with and like cut myself later about. And I think that in the moment, your instinct was like, no, just don't, don't make, don't be, don't make it a big thing. And it's like, it wasn't a big thing, but you are owed an apology for that. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing you did. And it was all me. And like, I, but I get what you're saying of like, you don't want, because sometimes, like I say, when someone inappropriately touches me at a thing and I call them out for it and then they apologize, it's at, suddenly it's my fucking burden to make that person feel better mm. about the thing they did to me. And I never want, when I'm apologizing, someone yeah. to have to go, no, Nikki, it's okay. I don't need forgiveness. It really is about, I just need, I just need understanding from, I just need to know that you understand that I um, am doing better. I want to do better. Yeah, I get that. I, I also think like, I was just thinking about though the, the first, away from the argument or whatever, yeah. but the whole, uh, the feeling thing and like letting it go through you. Mm-hmm. My whole thing with that is like, you have to be in a mind space even before, and it's kind of like what Noah was saying, like before you react in a way that you're going to have to apologize later in order to uh, react to a feeling or an emotion and let it go through you. You have to already be in a mind space that uh, that you're stable enough to take that in. Like well, I almost feel like there's, comes in. yeah, I feel like there's that's two the steps. The step before that is the hard part. It's, medi- it's yeah. meditating. Every- it's yeah. being preventative for it. Mm-hmm. So like knowing that the only way to get to a place where you can stop that and be mindful of your emotions yeah. bubbling up is to practice meditation and to get in touch with the mundane thoughts, not just the the thoughts that are going to turn into a fight, but like every kind of thought. And when you're able to be, you know, when you're like looking for a new pair of boots and then all of a sudden all you see is boots everywhere (laughs) or uh, I'm looking for a car right now and I look at every car now and usually cars do not even enter into my scope of vision. I would not even know if a car hit me, what model it was, but now I'm like obsessed with, Oh, that's a Lexus. That's whatever. So literally I can't think of another car. So, um, (laughs) but I think that's the same thing with meditation is like, if you practice just like, scrolling through your thoughts the way you're practicing if you're looking for a new backpack suddenly you just start seeing backpacks everywhere not because the algorithm knows you're looking at backpacks and starts showing you them do you know what i'm talking about like when you start looking at something and you're in the market for something and you're paying attention to something a lot you start noticing it everywhere you guys know that feeling right well i think it relates to you getting feelings after getting off that drug it's like oh now i see feelings i feel feelings now i feel all the feelings so now i am having to go okay a lot of feelings are coming up that would not have come up before when I was on this drug I need to get more vigilant I need to start researching my thoughts Mm -hmm. and like looking at them every day like I'm looking for a new pair of boots so it's like that now that's what meditation is it's like the mundane observance of your thoughts and a lot of thoughts you're on Zappos and you're looking at boots that you would never even fucking look at you just scroll through them you know when you're looking for shoes and you're going through something and you go oh that doesn't even catch your eye that's what meditation is it's letting thoughts go by and you observe them and once you're will, once you're able to uh, immerse yourself in just random thoughts enough, like you're looking for shoes on Zappos, suddenly thoughts will start appearing to you, and you will be able to dodge the ones that don't matter and pay attention to ones that go, "Oh my God, that's something that that's a car actually. Oh, what model is that? I want to like check that out later." And you go, "What is that car that drives by?" And suddenly I'm paying attention to a car that would have driven past me, and I would have never thought about it, and it might have been a car that I actually need to have in my life. Mm-hmm. 
But now I see that card, I go, oh, I'll take a picture of it and maybe research it later. And I think that's what meditation does is it makes us be able to find the things that we should focus on before they hit us. Mm -hmm. It's a rough analogy, but I think it works. Let's get to the news. Probably going to be Alexis. <laughs> if I had to guess. <laughs> You heard it here first. Oh, you heard it here first. Hope you had all the swells this weekend. It's Monday. You know what that means? It is Monday, apparently. Who knows? Dude, I think we do. We met so many besties. This so weekend. many besties. Fant someone gave me golf balls with K on it. Yeah, that was uh, Ariana present. and oh. her girlfriend. I forgot her girlfriend's name, but her girlfriend was like, I let my girlfriend, you know, thank you. Like, she your, almost was your like. Girlfriend. She was or like, your, yeah, be yeah. your girlfriend. Like, she, my girlfriend is in love with you guys, and I let her be. And um, she was just, she waited to the end of the line on. They were the best. Um, I think it was, yeah, it was the first show at Foxwoods on Saturday night. But she was awesome. She was wearing a Nikki Glaser podcast t-shirt. The black one, which is my favorite one. I actually like the blue one, too. Like, people, th these fucking besties. And then there was another bestie on um Boss at the Boston show that gave me a bookmark that said like fucking read this book bitch or something like that. It was this <laughs> amazing cute kid. I believe I know I'm gonna fuck up your name. It was Colby or Morty or something like that. And you're probably laughing because it's not even close to that. But you had your boyfriend with you. You were so cute, and you gave me a bookmark and you were like, here's this bookmark to hold your place in a third of books that you read, that so which was adorable. Funny. He was awesome. Again, it's Morty, Mulby, Colby, or or Sunny. Some kind of cheese. It was a really um, cute name, and I'm so sorry I'm fucking it up, and please write me about your name. But we met so many other besties, um, and if I don't remember your name, it's not because you didn't make an imprint on my heart. Like There are so many of you that I will, if I see you again on a show, I'll remember, because you just said the nicest things. And it is interesting. We do too. remember. Like I remember, like, oh, I was at this show. Oh, you're with those two other people. Like yeah, you, you remember. remember. We remember the besties' faces. I don't know what it is about it. I really it. do. I just like... And yeah, you, you just, making it. I can't describe it. You can just sense before they even mm -hmm. walk up, even if they're not wearing merch, that they're a bestie. You can just sense it. Like there's just something, you guys are the best. And we really yeah. appreciate you listening and all the love you give us via letters and just just listening. You don't have to do anything. And just the fact that you're listening, it matters a lot. And um, and then we, we got to talk about, the at some point, the weird people that came. Oh my God. Oh, that was, we had such a- Twice. Can we just say it now really quick? Yeah. Okay. In the news. Okay. We'll do it. We'll, we'll, you know what? We'll save it. Final, for final thought. thought. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Uh, back to news? you, Noah. <laughs> All right. Well, if I get through the news, boom, 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 there is a theme sure. to it. Top okay. top. Okay. So people on TikTok are putting their heads inside a coat hanger and getting freaked out by their head, by the head turning effect of the hanger reflex. Have you okay. seen this? The head turning. No, so I what saw. You, so I saw Chris on his show today. We have to take off our. Um, oh, okay. Hold on, I'm just gonna. We're lower going. My, you could put wait, your headphones take underneath off our, your headphones. chin. Yeah, like Nikki's oh, doing. Okay, which is, so uh, we don't need it to go past our ears at any point. No, you have to put it on the temples. Make sure that. So the, put the. So put it around the temple so it's like squeezing. Yeah. Okay. Now what? Okay, I don't think it's working on you guys. So no, what are you supposed to basically what's supposed to happen? The effect um, uh, is supposed to turn your head and it's it's supposed to uh, turn your head away from the hanger's hook involuntarily. And this hold on, is hold called... on. Let me take off the headphones because I think the headphones are fucking us up. Wait, what the fuck? Seriously? Is it like Ouija maybe where it's like I'm now that you said it, I'm doing. I'm not kidding you. 
It kind of does it. Hold on. Let me try it on the other side. Should be lower. I feel like this is a time where like someone like eats mushrooms and I don't get the feeling. I don't got it. I don't get it either. Maybe I, I don't like have a magnetic is... brain or whatever. I don't know. Hold on. No, I'm putting on my... I can't hear you. So okay, maybe what, this Noah? is exactly like the Ouija board. So this reminded me... Did you ever do that like ghost thing where you put your hands in between a friend's hands and they push as you push out? They push in as you push out. And then... So you push in and they push out you i put, know the finger okay yeah and then and then they let go and your arms just kind of like open wide yes, yes. or you do the thing where you it, you kind of do it on you can hold your hands to the side like you're doing like a bird flapping its wings and you push out or in a doorway actually have you ever done that i haven't done that you stand in a doorway and you push your hands up the doorway like you're trying to extend your hands yes 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 like really hard and then you drop them and step out of the doorway and your hands will just go oh up because yeah the muscle memory yes so it's the same thing the ghosts um yeah, it's interesting. I like that you're going to leave yours on. Yeah, I'm going to see yeah. at the end and see if my arms lift. <laughs> <laughs> um, I never really believed in like Ouija stuff. I always... I, w- I know. The power of suggestion is so insane that I would want... You know, we'd be like, what are you going to be when you grow up? And I would always make it go to hooker just for jokes. And I didn't... Oh, I wanted the, the ghost to tell us hooker. Yeah. Even though I didn't want to be the one controlling it. I was not someone who was like, I'm going to make it say hooker. I was thinking hooker and then it would happen. And by the way, a ghost would not say hooker. It would say prostitute or sex worker. I mean, I feel like ghosts would be, you know. Hopefully it would do a word I know how to spell. Hooker is so funny because. <laughs> would it be funny if like, yeah. you know, it's a Ouija because I, sp- I spell like a like, really. Uh, yeah, yeah. Money giver. You're like, Andrew knows that word. It's like, <laughs> nah, dude, I have a genius, bro. Like you like <laughs> the only time you could spell is with a fucking ghost. That is that always reminds me of like when um, <laughs> I know this is a really dark thought, but you always hear about there's a story I remember hearing and maybe it's like a an urban, old legend. urban legend about like during the Holocaust, like Nazis, like there was this one circumstance where a guy was, had a violin and a Nazi was like, play me a song and like had a gun and was going to like murder them if they didn't play this one song. And the, the guy did not know how to play violin. And then suddenly he was able to do this like amazing violin oh. solo oh. and was able to like spare his life because he, so, or like moms lifting cars kind of things where you can do this thing that you can't do because you are scared of death or like, because you're, so sometimes when I play guitar, I'm just like, someone had a gun to my <laughs> What can I do? And I just like, and then, um, then you start and then speaking, I pull the trigger. And then you start speaking Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting though to like learn a skill. Like lifting a car, I get lifting a car because there's probably strength. Is there anything in your life, though, that you've never been able to do? There used to be a human giant sketch, I want to say. By the way, it was Aziz Ansari, Rob Hubel, and Paul Shear's show on MTV. And they did, it was called, um, it was a moving company that was just all moms. That They always say that a mom can summon the strength of like a thousand gorillas if their (laughs) child child. is pinned underneath the car. So they would just put the the woman's child (laughs) underneath like credenzas. And then suddenly this mom would just lift it with all her might. And it was a moving company where they would just position the child in arm's way. It was so funny. That's really funny. I mean, a human giant, go back and watch those on YouTube. So wait, so what's the question though? Can I do something? Have you ever, either of you ever been able to do something where you go, how the fuck did I do that? I swear to God. Yeah. My... Uh, my dad accidentally um, backed over my brother's kid on its leg with a golf cart, like a heavy golf cart. And we didn't know what everyone was kind of fight or flight. Like yeah. we didn't know what to do. Yeah. Like it was fucking well, obviously get the cart. But do you keep reversing? Do you run oh, back over the leg? Yes, yes, yes. My brother, we were like still like sitting in the car. 
I swear to God, fucking picked the shit up and took his kid out. Yeah. And after he took the kid out, I went. I go, how how heavy is this thing? I I fuck and I'm strong. I'm, tech, I'm like stronger than my brother. Like, did they try to put a golf club underneath it that you had just bought or something? Yeah, they put a nine hundred under, <laughs> and I started spinning it on my finger. Yeah, no, dude. <laughs> yes, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, they put, <laughs> they put my brother under it. I just got on top of it and it stomped. <laughs> no, yeah, it was fucking wild. It was straight up that like that happened. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit, that's a real. You know, adrenaline is a real thing. It is to say. Uh, is it, it's a real word. Uh, let's go to the next story that might have a theme. Boom, boom. Okay. Bam. A 23-year-old man drowns. And me. While recreating the Titanic King of the World pose with his girlfriend on a Turkish pier after the couple slipped oh. and fell into sea. No. Oh, my God. Why is this a theme, Noah? Well, it's, Wait, he wasn't even on a boat? He was just on a dock and doing it? They were it? on the pier. Uh, the couple oh. had been drinking. I bet there's been more people than one that have died from recreating that. It's such an iconic thing. I've, that done the, I've, done, I've probably tried to recreate it in my life a million times. Like every time I'm on a boat, I do it. I, was, I drowned doing the floating door one. I was going to ask you <laughs> no, guys, just, what, <laughs> what is like favorite or least favorite couple pose? Oh, that's great. The ones mean, that people like, deserve oh. to die recreating. Um, <laughs> well, uh, I, uh, sure. By the way, rest in peace to that kid. That's so tragic and yeah. I'm so sorry. And that girl probably has so much um, trauma. You know, trauma that she suffered almost maybe From worse pushing than pushing them is crazy. Um, I will say the worst I don't like um, the caressing or the kissing of the uh, pregnant baby belly oh, by God. men. And I yeah. don't like when men are shirtless in pictures with their wives who are pregnant either. Like <laughs> those, like. Those those moments really gross. Where they me push out. their stomach out as well, or just no? I mean, if up. it's for a joke, that's funny. If they sometimes they're just like they all want like skin on skin, and so there's like these poses that really disgust me. But other than that, I love love, and I love people's public displays of affection. I love any sweet like PDA. I don't care if you're penetrating each other in front of me <laughs> at a ice cream parlor. Just have your shirts on. I just. As long as one of you is not pregnant and just like <laughs> caressing your baby bump, I don't care and I support it. What about you guys? I mean, they're pretty hacky, but the the one with whenever a girl's looking at a camera and the guy's looking at her, I just feel like that relationship's doomed. And I Ooh. just, I don't know. It it's just, called Myron. That's what it's, oh, Myron? Well, the other day I actually, I, I follow Myron on. Um, oh, is that a, an account? Sub, a subreddit. It's it's called Myron when, like, admiring. Like, oh, yeah, she's yeah, Myron yeah, yeah, him yeah. or he's Myron her. M-I-R-I-N. Gotcha. And there's a subreddit called Myron where it's just, like, pictures of, like, catching people, like, just looking at the significant other kind of just being like, I love you. Like, just, and I love if I can ever find a picture. There's one picture that actually and this is kind of stupid of me to talk about, but it's one of my most cherished pictures that I don't even have the other side of. There's a picture of me and my friend who killed himself in high school. He, um, we were at this like drama club thing and I was making him laugh pretty hard. And he was looking at me with like such like, she's so fun. Like just, he had this great smile and he was just like, had this amazing look on his face. And you know, he killed himself in November and the yearbook came out, you know, in May. And so, when the yearbook was put together, they kind of chose a picture that like made him look 
angelic like to celebrate like him what and, caused it and they cut me out of it oh. so he's myron at nothing but oh. i knew it was me because my, i found the i had the original <laughs> picture for so long and i used to hold it and cry and feel really stupid because i was like what are you in seventh heaven why are you like trying to make a scene in your bedroom where you're like my friend is dead but that was a really important one to me but but that's a different kind of myron oh i love that my that's a great myron well it's like but anyway i don't like a myron a i don't i don't like a myron that stage that's, oh those are gross yeah. yeah a stage myron where it's like the guy's right here and he's like this and the girl's looking at the camera like oh gross it just it's not for me Chris and I did a roast for Tim's wedding last week. Like we both were uh, back. He was asked to give a speech and then he was like, you know what? I'm going to get last year at Tim's wedding because it was a redo. He was like, I gave um, we did a bunch of like um, he did this whole speech. and It was so funny, but it was all like praising Tim and and Emma and, and their reunion and everything. And it was he goes and this year because you guys have had such a successful year with a baby. Tim's new job. Emma's promotions. I feel like you need to get taken down a notch. And yeah. so I'm going to do a little roast. Lucky for me, I just hope happen to be close personal friends with one of Tim's favorite roast comedians. But Anthony Jeselnik said he couldn't be here. So yeah. <laughs> um, I brought my favorite roast comedian, Nikki Glazer, And he brings me up and then we do this back and forth like roast thing. And there was a picture from it. There's only one picture from it. And he's Myron so hard. And it See, was, and I Myron. just love it because he's looking at me like, She's the funniest, and I love her. And, and he'll I was, be dead in a year. And I then. sent him a picture of it. And I was like, "Someone's Myron caught you, Myron." Well, he was I, like, I, I remember Myron. him, Myron, uh, at Dancing with the Stars <laughs> when you were on the balcony. Oh yeah. And um, I just happened to like look back, and I see Chris, and he had sunglasses, and he like pulled them down, and he was like looking at you in the Whoa, balcony. Like that's that. real cool, Myron. Oh, that was. I won't. I will not disclude that being a sweet thing, but that was him. We often do this thing where he will try to get my attention by staring at, like, if, you know, he's in the audience. Oh, uh, like, yeah. He'll just look at me, like, really weird, like. It was and, not like, a weird wait for look. Me to, and hold it until I all of a sudden see it. And then I'm like, <laughs> like, laugh so hard because someone's looking at you, like, so weird. But, yeah, he, mire, he mires all the time. And so do I. That's why I love my reality show is because I catch so many moments where I'm either. I could see how much I love someone or how much like I could just see I'm not performative. I'm just like being me and it's like a natural moment or I see my family appreciating each other or me and it just feels so good to see people like not posing. Yeah. A natural mire. Yes. I heard the episode last night was really good, but I didn't watch it yet because I was just in bed crying to my sister about something. Um, but I heard it was really, had a lot really of besties. good. Noah, you saw it? Had a lot what? of besties. Yeah. It had the live podcast. Oh yeah, the live so podcast. Fun. You oh, were in it, Noah. Nice. Yeah, I was in it. How did you like your appearance? I I really liked it. To be honest, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Oh, there's no, there were no stupid faces featured. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a lot of people wrote to me and said, "Okay, now this show's kicking. There's some stuff going yeah. on." Like there was an, I guess there's a conversation between me and Chris about having kids that was very so fraught. Many good jokes. We were oh, cracking really? up so much, yeah. Oh my god! If yeah, I think I was. That was that was a that was a conversation, man. That was like one of those scenes where, after it, uh, there was some like, there was a lot of res that that conversation. There was a lot. There was aftershocks of that mm -hmm. for many, many days, weeks, probably still continuing. Of like, that was not a fun conversation, and like, it's just interesting. To what I said it before, but I'm watching myself on this show and I'm seeing like, I'm seeing my biting my fingernails things that I do when I'm nervous or when I'm like stuck in a moment 
and I can't get, get out, out of it. it. You got to get, get to the next segment. segment. Uh, are we story. ready to go to break and come back with Why Do I Care? Sure. Yes, let's do it. Back with boom, Why boom, Do I Care boom. next. Boom, 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 boom. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men... How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. All right, why do I care? Wait, whatever happened to... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll get you to okay. say. All right. Turkey All right. Why do I care? <laughs> Halsey. Why do I care, Noah? Ac- oh, I know this story. Accuses her label of holding her new single hostage over a fake viral moment on I TikTok. I want to release a new song. It's going to be about my baby. Please let me just sing really fast and whisper like a little baby. <laughs> I've got new music that I want to come out and you won't let me put it out. It's all my label's fault. Not the fact that I've, you know, just signed with a label that I probably shouldn't have. And I'm a baby. Um, Ironically enough, okay. wait, so wait. that TikTok post went viral. So maybe we'll get that yes. song out soon. Maybe we will. Wait, wait, what happened to the... So oh. she can't She can't release the song because her label is not a re- allowing her to release new music right now. Unless, For what unless, reason do we know? Unless they can fake a fake viral moment on TikTok to market the song. Oh. Everything is marketing. Oh. And they are doing this to basically every artist these days, she said. Oh, God. So unless she puts out a viral video regarding the song on TikTok, they don't want to release it. Yeah, I think like is they that... want to do it, but the, I- irony, the is irony is, that, is this... that this is now going yes. viral. Hmm. Okay. Well, very Elon Musk. I like this. I do think that, um, yeah, so many songs now have to be TikTok dances or whatever <laughs> to uh, make it or have a moment. Um, but honestly, that's kind of how people learn new music. I think there must be a, it must be hard to get new music played if you're not already famous and people are anticipating it, which Halsey is. But for new artists to like emerge, I think it used to be it used to be hard enough to getting your songs played on the radio. But you would like you would listen to the radio and you would just hear what comes on. For me, new music, I I don't hear new music unless I already know the artist and I'm anticipating it. Mm-hmm. Like, or someone has, you, there's a, a TikTok, like, I know there's curators and there's people, but I think that a lot of people, I used to discover a lot of music by just being in public spaces and hearing it over, just like, just hearing it on the radio or like, now I feel like new music is so much harder to come by because we can always control what we're listening to, if that makes sense. That's why I do on Spotify, I'll do, you know, 
Sturgill Simpson radio. And then it'll give me it it'll give me night, like three actually. or four different artists that I haven't heard before. Oh my god! And I, I'm like, and then I go, I think I just want Sturgill. Well, <laughs> you know what I is, mean. Sometimes that will happen. But I love what but you no, do. No, no, with Spotify. Good. I was listening to the Moon song yesterday. Was um who's Moon? Uh, Phoebe Bridgers. There was like some. I follow Phoebe Bridgers subreddit because I'm obsessed with her now. And there was a clip from a performance at Red Rocks, and there was this lyric that I just loved, and it was something about um you're married and you're dying. And I love you. And it was just like, just the idea of like her writing a song about a guy that's married, that she's in love. I was just like, what is this song? So I Googled the lyrics. It's the song called The Moon Song. And so I listened to it on Spotify, pulled it up. And then all of a sudden I just was, you know, lost in my phone and other songs started playing. And I'm like, I like this song. I like this song. Whoa, that's a song I already know that I really like. How did they know? Is this my playlist? And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, it was just the moon song radio. If you like this song, we figured out other songs. You're like, it's amazing how specific they can be. But for me to be open to new things is so fucking hard. So hard. Why is that? That's why I love when besties go, Nikki, based on what I know about you, you're gonna love this song. Just give it a listen. And I often screenshot those DMs to get back to them. But if you have a song that you're like, I know Nikki Glaser will love this. Don't give me a whole list. Give me one song. I, w- I promise I'll give it a chance if you bug me enough. And I would, w- would like the recommendation. Noah gave me one. How how long have you loved another while I'm dreaming of us together? She got the best of you. Who's that? <laughs> Thought of you always knew. Tovlo, who I learned about how, from you. How long have you loved it? Yeah, Tovlo has this other song that she's like, uh-oh. It's about um, being a piece of shit. And she's like, I eat my dinner in the bathtub. Then I go to sex clubs watching freaky people getting it on. It kind of makes me nervous. If anything, I'm reckless. Yeah, I've been around and I see it all. Go home and eat some Twinkies. Throw up in the sink. Like she talks about being bulimic. It's just like so. Tovlo is great. Yeah. And that song is called, um, I forget, but check out Tovlo, T-O-V-E-L-O. I do think there's other people that will go, I don't like anything mainstream. I only try to find new artists. And to that, we say, kid. Let's get to top one, <laughs> bottom one. Our category this week is, in honor of my upcoming birthday celebration, karaoke songs. Ooh. Karaoke songs, top karaoke one, bottom way one. Now fun. I want to ta- do this as your song that you would want to sing the most if you had to sing a song in front of your friends and family, and then the worst song that you could sing in front of your friends and family. And it has to be a song that you do know, though. Like I think mm-hmm. the worst song would be one you don't know. This should be a song you know, but you just don't want to sing it. Okay. Uh, um, are we doing worst first or best? Uh, we always start with worst first, and I'll start with mine, the worst one. Um, I will pick a song that has the N-word throughout it because I would just be so nervous the whole time that I would accidentally say the N-word in avoiding saying the N-word. So that is one I do like to sing Up, the song by Cardi B. It is one that I have karaoke before to great success, but I did have nerves the whole time that I was accidentally going to say the N-word in the places where she says it because I was trying so hard not to say it. And I think even if I accidentally slipped and said the N-word while I was performing it and people did film it, that I still could be forgiven because my intention was not to say it. And I think that matters. So I want to live in a world where I can perform up by Cardi B on karaoke. And if I accidentally say the N-word because I'm intentionally trying not to say it, you, I won't get canceled because my intention is never to ever say that word. And sometimes things go wrong. Um, but that's my biggest fear. But the worst song to karaoke by far is... One that was given to me by Henry Phillips, one of my favorite comedians. And he used to do just uh, have an anecdote of saying, 
You know what I always think the worst, he talks like this. He's like, I think the worst karaoke song to possibly do, and he was always talking about like he wanted to put it on and actually do it, is... What a song about conditioner. Yeah, but that song yeah. would be so funny and what, probably one of the worst that you could karaoke. The only reason why I think that would actually... I think because you don't have to know the lyrics, I think people would really. Yeah, it's start not really doing the it. worst. It's just one of the funniest ones that a a person can yeah, go up and no, do. Yeah, no, it's a very funny. They return song. to innocence. Oh, <laughs> it's so funny. Or the Sting song that has the Indian guy chanting in it would be hard for uh, yeah. a white. Oh yeah, I wear my sunglasses. Not that one, but um, know, that's I not know. Sting. But what's your um, <laughs> hanger head? Which Sting? That's not Sting. I wear my sunglasses at night. Who was that? Phil Collins. It's definitely not Sting. It's a. It's the police. No, it's not. A thousand dollars says it's not the police. I don't want to do that. It really is not. I, I would bet everything I have on it. But anyway, what's your least favorite? It's Corey Hart. Song? Um, Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Well, he he didn't originally. Yeah, he's he, uh, he was right. arrested by the police he at was. one point. Like, My least favorite would be like something like um, like something Whitney Houston. I will always love you. But that was originally by Dolly Parton, which uh, was originally by the police. But um, <laughs> Corey Hart. Uh, yeah, something like that where it's just like so emotional and it's like, what are we doing? Like, we're at a party. You're kind of you're and having you can't your own- hit the notes. No, too. not even close. not you, but like anyone like yes. those ones that are like, oh, girl, what are you trying? Because if someone can do that song, bring it on. True, but I can't. So don't. Yes, yeah, a very emotional song that is more of a song that you should be listening alone in your room and yeah. not sharing with other people on Spotify radio. So you find out other ones. So yeah, that you Noah. Know. Uh, least favorite song to hear in karaoke has to be Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Oh, you're doing to hear. Okay, yes. Yeah, what about I, to do? I, I, I it's too long. It. It's too long. It's too long. It's too it's long. It's too long. It's it's like you said, Andrew, like there's emotional, like I hate the part where, especially like if guys are singing it, like where they go, I mama, right? Ooh. <laughs> and like you know you're like god just go talk to a therapist yeah. instead of singing the song yeah the ideal karaoke song should be under three minutes uh real it really should yeah and you know what that's why it's so important if it is over three minutes that is either your birthday and your people allow it or you bring someone else up to share in it with you okay so it's and you make a dance about it and you make it like kind of fun yeah make it fun make it funny um also a great way to spice up a karaoke song if it's too much is to have someone come up and talk over it, like in between the interludes and like talk and do like a comedy bit with you, gotcha. which is like, I like you doing that with Taylor Swift songs when I'm like doing something and you're like just rapping in the background or something. It'll make it fun and worth it. If you don't enjoy the music itself. Okay. Best karaoke song. What's your number? What's are you your, going? what are you going to sing? Are you going? Uh, you can go. I, I usually, my go-to, I have two go-tos. I do stay by Lisa Loeb. Oh my God. I was going to say that too. Really? We got to do that one together. I mean, I love that song. I could do that without Did the Did I ever lyrics. tell you about literally the most embarrassing moment of my life was no. that song at a karaoke night? Why? It was a karaoke gong show, which oh, I didn't know. you got gonged right away? I, oh. Not right away. Oh. I go... That might be worse to get it at the very end. No, I... D- In the middle? <laughs> it was a comedy show that I did at this place, downtown Los Angeles, such a hipster crowd. Live there, band? Uh, no, just okay. regular karaoke, but it's like, there's no stage. You kind of like perform in the middle of the dance floor and everyone is around you and it's like so fun, but it's a gong show. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I pick Lisa Loeb. I go, and you say gong. 
Oh my God, Gone Girl. Before, it, I mean, that's not even right away. That's before I even, like, and I kept singing and they go, no, 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 and they take the mic from they me. They just didn't like Because I was song. like, that's clearly a joke. Because I didn't do anything wrong. And they were just gonging me because it wasn't a cool song. Ugh. This was oh, before. It was, like, it was totally because I was like, this is too, this song is too, Fuck too bad. you. All right, we gotta, we gotta go. Okay, so my. And Shoot by Salt and Pepper. Oh. Fantastic. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Okay. It's really fun. It's a fun one. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Criminal by uh, Fiona Apple. And I know that is an emotional song. But it's in my range. My mom and I both love to sing that song. That's the one she never wants to share with me and just does on her own. And then I can't do it. But it's really fun and it's very emotional. I got a bad that one. Yeah, yeah. That's it's just like and people know it. I like a song that other people know enough Same. that they can sing along. I don't want to alienate anyone. But you know, I would also like to get into some Britney Spears because it's just fun to like sing like her and like be able. If you're not going to sing well, you might. What's as well the best BS song? I would. I know that not a lot of people know this, but I would like to do. I used to think <laughs> I had the answers to everything. everything. I'm not a girl. <laughs> like that would be my favorite. I it's just a good love birthday song to hear too. That. Okay, well then I'll do it. Thank you. Um, Noah, what's your number? Okay, one? so I just want to say I cannot sing karaoke. I would never uh, have the balls to do it, but. The song that popped in. What's your biggest fear? Well, it's not, it's not fear. I just sound terrible. So you just don't want to. Okay, okay. Um. <laughs> okay, Pony by Genuine. <laughs> Hell yeah, great choice. <laughs> because that would don't be. I would enjoy hearing right. anybody singing it. One, you know the song as soon as like the first like bow 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 like the yep. first thing yeah that, that comes out bow. it sounds like a guy burping yeah. a sexual burp like a robot and it's such wow. like a raunchy wow. song and it's i don't know it would just be funny and it's i would like enjoy a, it a robot with acid reflux <laughs> um that's a good that's a good song it reminds me of like r kelly my body it's telling me no it's the same kind of yes. vibe it's a very sexual I did a joke about that song. I said that um, I never want to get married because I don't want to do the father-daughter dance at the reception because <laughs> everyone watches you dance, slow dance with your dad. Yeah. It's so awkward. And then we, you know, and our song is uh, Genuine's Pony. And I just, that's for us. I just, that's our, and then you're grinding with your dad. And that's like a thing you guys do together and you don't want to share with other people. So that was my joke. All right, guys, uh, let's go to final thought. So, um, Oh, yeah. I, I was going to say I had the worst karaoke moment ever with Shoop. So like a week before, I did shoop at like a bar in Brooklyn. And, and you killed. Killed. Then I was in New Orleans with my little brother. We were drunk. And and I was like, and we were in line at karaoke. Like we went to this bar. It's called Because you were like, Cat's I Meow. practiced this. Yes, I just had this I'm ready to moment. go. Oh, and I'm at Cat's Meow. And I pay the guy that's doing the karaoke to like 50 up. bucks to bump me up to show my brother that I'm a performer now. <laughs> Oh, essentially, so and the guy goes up before me, and he destroys. I forget what song he did, but he brought the like got carried off the stage. And then you go up with your and no one listens. It was just and it's such a funny song to sing to nobody. Ooh. Anyhow, but and your yeah. brother just kind of supporting you, kind of wanting to maybe yeah. leave you yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. hoping like, you get stabbed again. <laughs> I hope I got stabbed again with no vest. Okay, so let's just quickly yeah. talk about the worst, yeah. the, the weirdest uh, interaction we had this weekend. Oh, God. Evening. Talk about a bomb. Um, I don't want to be too specific. Yeah. But there was... I don't know how to do there it There were without. some people 
that came to the show, I'm going to say they came to a show, even though that's not the whole story, but they came to a show and afterwards at the meet and greet, they took pictures. It was nice. They said lovely things. Um, also had they're me at the do show like before a little, too. Well, yeah, I was trying not to be specific about who they were. So, but yeah, yes, but that they came to both anyone. shows. <laughs> it could have been anyone. They came to two shows, <laughs> and which is already suspect because you go, well, I don't, you didn't need to do that, but thank you. Um, two meet and greets, and then in one, they took a picture, and then they wanted to ha- do a video, like where I, he was like, well, you just do a video where you say, good job, Blake. Yeah, but not specific. No, to him. Like, no, no, I know. say it to the camera no, and be like, <laughs> I'm standing with Blake and he wants me to say to the camera, good job, Blake, you can do it. Like an encouraging video that he can watch when he needs encouragement. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a fun idea, whatever. Then his buddy came over and did the same thing. And he was like, you can just say anything. And I was like, you're lovable and you deserve love. And I just gave him like a, you know, positive affirmations. Then they, it was the end. They were the last in line and they're walking away. And we see these two, they're two older men. And they're two kind of like misfits. Let me just say one looked like a bouncer to like a Mormon um, church. church. Okay. And then the other one looked <laughs> like he like perf- his s- special friend. Like I feel like he plays the organ at the church. Yes. Maybe. Okay. Long both, like both curly nice hair. Nice looking guys, but like different looks, right? Like kind of mismatch where you go, how are they friends? But it's none of my business. Then they're walking away. And they have, cam- by the way, they took this with cameras, not with phones. They're walking away. And but sometimes you see fans specific. and you go, they don't like my comedy. <laughs> they just want to get a picture with me. Like, they, there's something else here. It's like, they, these guys just reminded me of guys that, like, just like meeting celebrities and, like, collecting yes. pictures, which is fine. Like, teach their own. I don't give a fuck. But the weird part was they were leaving <laughs> and there was this old woman who was probably old, 91. Like, yeah, like, Oh, like she looked like um she was a witch from Macbeth. Yeah, like had like, like two teeth, bent over, very old. And it, by the way, it's two one one o'clock at night at this point. The show was at eleven. This is one o'clock at night at this point. This woman has been there all night long, probably, and she's with these two guys. And they're we don't know how they're connected, but you see her go. Can I? Can I meet her? And they go no. <laughs> No, we're leaving. <laughs> What's so ridiculous? And I'm standing there, like we're we're just standing. I mean, this is the end of the line, and I hear them like shuffle her off, and they go, <laughs> "No, no, it's enough, no." And I go, "No, I, I'll I'll take a picture with you." She goes, "Can I have one? I'd love it." And I go, "I love, I would love to." Oh my god! And so I hold her real tight and like give her a cute little hug, and they, and I swear to you, I would bet anything on it. They he deleted. did not take the picture. He did not take Because I saw him take the picture, and I could just tell th- it was like what you would do if you were miming taking oh a picture. Oh, my God. And then they walked off with this woman who I couldn't tell if it was their mom, if it was like some woman that they had taken advantage of to get them into the cl- – like, it just went from being like this cute kind of awkward it interaction. Was the weirdest thing Andrew ever. and I could not shake it. It was no. so disturbing because they yelled at this woman that she couldn't have a picture, even though I'm standing there, and she's in line with them. Like, there isn't like, you know – Everyone has to have a wristband. It's like whoever is there gets one. There's no checking. Like once you're there, you're there to get it. And she had a wristband to even get back there. Dude. Yeah. I don't, and so I don't know. It, I don't know how to feel. We went backstage. I was kind of in a rage because I was like, man, what's her age? Andrew was like, she has to be like 100. I'm like, probably somewhere in her 90s. That poor woman. I feel like we just witnessed a crime. See, because that man was mean to her and then they shuffled off. I wish that woman the best, but I don't have a good feeling and I just feel off. I rhymed off with off. 
Man, when I saw that lady, I was like, man, she's going to fall. I think she lives inside the theater walls. She's so old. She died before vampires were invented. turned into limericks. Huh? <laughs> it sounds like a limerick. Keep going. No doubt. Before limerick. Vamp- you could suck my big, fat, little finger because that rhymes with dick. I don't even know anymore because, look, I want to find these people and I want to find out if they live in her basement and they take her money and they fucking don't just, look at her funny. This man, guy you got to give her food so nice. and you got to give her water. She's going to die soon. The guy but went from being so nice to me to good. being so mean to her. I think everything's great. And that's everything what disturbed will me. never be late. I freaking want to And if you were listening to this and you don't see this, sir, will you please explain what the, the connection ground. to that woman was please and why you were so know. mean to her? And Everything please tell me that you good. took a picture and send the please picture to me to confirm know. that that woman had her picture taken. Please do not take advantage of her. And erase my video to you because you're not a good person. If My biggest fears are true. We got to go. Have a great day. We'll be here all week long. Um, don't be cut and Jack, Jack Reacher. A woman is old. <laughs> Can I take the hanger off now? Yeah, no one was even making you put it on. <laughs> Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.